for this week. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 God. Oh, God. I jumped the gun. Yeah, Leave, this in, Leave this in. <laughs> Good evening <laughs> and welcome to this week's Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. Oh, me, Stash. I'm usually <laughs> last. And uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, our little NFT delving in as a group. We've done some group purchasing NFTs. We've done some Ghost Boys that are now alive. Um, and in addition to that, we're going to talk about what Blur is. Are they giving out a load of free money because they love artists or because they want to make a load of money off them? Gents, should we start with Ghost Boys or Karafuru? I think Ghost Boys. I mean, Ghost Boy. Ghost Boys. Ghost Boys. Ghost Boys, the gem that I found. God, when was it? Last year? December? December time, yeah. December. We raised from the dead a beautiful, beautiful ghost. Each of us have one each, and we minted them for about 50 quid each, I'm guessing, including gas. No, yeah, so we I... figured it out mine, mine was the cheapest. Yours was the cheapest. 60 quid. <laughs> I Stash kind of jumped the gun because he uncapped his, his gas. Yeah, I was just like, I need to get this mint before it sells out. So I was like, I'm li- charging whatever as long as I get one. And you didn't have to buy a blockalizer, did you? Because me and Chris bought an inflated blockalizer. Yes, you Do you did. sell yours, Chris? My blockalizer? Yeah. Oh, this this man never sells. No, this this man one. never sells. But well, we, we, bought them for point, we bought them for 0.17. You could have shipped it out for a profit. Yeah, yeah, I could have yeah. sold it for point four to be fair, but then like it it pumped to point four, right? Because we were talking about this in the last episode, right? Yeah. Might be, we recorded the last episode about two weeks ago, so we might be a bit rusty today, but um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so it pumped to point four, but then obviously everyone was doing that so as to get the um, so as to get the Ghost Boy whitelist because Ghost Boy is is great, um, but yeah, so then after that they just went down obviously and now plummeted uh, completely um, what what is the floor price let's have a I think it was like 0.03 when I last looked or two but uh, also, you also need to look at what the gen 1 floor price is that's rather thing. than that's what I'm thinking gen 1 floor price is probably a bit higher I think it's about 0.04 or something like that's that. not bad that's a pretty good price yeah yeah so but it's not when you paid 0.17 for it yeah. I mean we I think it's paid, paid off like Let's say like the Ghost Boy went up to 0.45 ETH, which is like, yeah, yeah. Look, if we'd have sold Stash, we would have paid it off. <laughs> but we don't have paid out all the gains tax. <laughs> you yeah, don't. so the lowest Gem One is 0. 0.04, Sorry. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's a if we were to sell now, that's a 0. 0.13 loss, right? Yeah. However, Ghost Boy um, floor price is what. Point two something, yeah, yeah, and we paid point zero two five for them plus gas. So, so yeah, I mean it's, it's equal out, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So win win. See, look, I my my calls play off one hundred percent. But the, the lesson here, kids, is when it when it pumps pre reveal, just sell because you're gonna get rubbish anyway. You know, your heart wants to believe, but just sell it because because it'll never happen. Because we just could have sniped the rare one off. Because of all that five point four. I mean, I was on a flight. I wouldn't. I couldn't be able to snipe anything. James, <laughs> like this is a big change of pace from the like the last episode where you were like, "No, we're all gonna get." Chris, 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 Chris. <laughs> I'm always the optimist before the reveal. 
And then after it, I go, what has Sash brought me into? Where was my tennis? Because <laughs> you know what, though? You would be going nuts, wouldn't you? Because if like, I don't know what the most expensive one sold for, but probably like five, six ETH. Yeah, I like, it was very expensive. But do you know what I mean? Like, Could you imagine making that? I mean, like, if you got one of those rare ones, you just pop it one straight minute. on, don't you? Or whatever happen. you want. Yeah, exactly. Look, that's the thing. Really, if you do enough of them, the odds are in your favour. You'll get something good. There's some some whales in the space, right? They buy 50 of them, at like uh, pre-reveals. So we're talking like top prices. So they're paying 0.4. And sometimes it pays off just because... They get like they get a legendary, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. they pay the whole the whole collection that they've got basically from one or two of them. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think I think going forward, I'm going to be a bit more pragmatic and be like, do you know what? If I mint for point, if I mint for point zero two, or point point two five, point zero two five, if it goes twenty x, just sell. Just yeah. sell and just and just wait because actually we could have sold at point four five and bought one at pre reveal as well at probably point three. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, three. But it's difficult, isn't it, to time that because you might have sold at point two five and be like, oh, that's great, and then it goes up to point four and you yeah, can't buy back you get in pre reveal. Or like you're like, oh damn, I'm an idiot. But no, hang on a second, you've made more money than anyone would putting that money into the S and P five hundred for like the next ten years. Yeah, I think I think it's. But it's also the amount of effort you actually have to do to get in that whitelist. Like, really, there's quite a lot of effort involved. Yeah. Like, you have to be friends with, uh, you know, someone who's a high-level dodgeball player. And then they need to give you the inside line on attractive CEOs and well, pro- no, an NFT no, project. First of, all, first of all, they tell you to buy a blockalizer because it gets you whitelist to another blockalizer, right? Well, that, well then, that's how we interpreted that conversation. <laughs> What are you talking about? Stash, you're you're a good egg, but no, you, you that's the thing. You need to find a stash. You need to listen to him. You need to buy early, that's and then and, and then play the game. Stash now for the low low price of tenny. Tenny, yeah. you put your own stash. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? As well, stash. When you saw that the blockalizers were they, oh, they were like, oh, we're doing another snapshot. What we should have done is bought as many as we could have. We literally should have. Yeah, but that's the thing as well. Like. I think next time we do this, we'll give away all our secrets. Next time we do it, if we find out that Blockalize is giving a whitelist to Ghost Boy, which is a super hype collection, we buy all the cheap ones and we list them for twice their price and we see them sell and we make our Absolutely. money. No, the way no, out. I totally agree with you. This That's how we can prepare for the future. That's why I was saying, like, maybe slowly after time we should buy one once a month or something like that. Because if we think about it, they, they're going to say, another, there's guaranteed going to be more whitelist for maybe other projects and stuff like that, depending on how many blockalizers you've got. So, like, it's just thinking for the future because I know the hype's died down and right now we're maybe thinking, oh, I want to buy another whatever, cool cat or a ghost boy. But maybe mm-hmm. the best option is having multiple blockalizers. Then we split them into different wallets. Then we have a higher chance of getting them. Yeah, because yeah. there will be caps. And that's the other thing I've learned a lot from the ghost boy stuff because I saw a lot of people on Twitter going, I've got whitelist because I own this and because I own this. And he goes, well, yeah, but they're all in the same wallet. And it was mm-hmm. stuff like that as well. Like people need to be aware that you can get two whitelists, but they need to be in separate wallets. And you need to do both of your pre, uh, like all your bits from different wallets. Yeah. Um, Before the as long as you're on it, like as long as you know what you're doing, like it's quite hard to fail. But like there are stupid people who, like you see repeatedly, like the founder in on the Twitter being like, no, 
technically you can get multiple whitelists if you have it in different wallets um but if they are it's one per wallet like when it says one per wallet split it between six different wallets people don't they just they just complain though and they just want another whitelist or actually they never did hell to and they just want another whitelist because they think they might be able to chance it and get one or whatever yeah but in on those posts man like the amount of what sorry the amount of begging for whitelist begging yeah, it sounds literally. like you. Or then the sappy seals. That sounds quite familiar, really. Now I'm past that. I'm past that. I was on like, yeah. Please, sir, come over, sappy seal. Please, oh Chris, please, please, I'll do anything for a sappy seal. A pudgy penguin. Okay, that'll do. Fine. <laughs> you beg for a sappy. Oh, I got they one anyway. So. <laughs> they gave you something that was worth two ETH, so you can't be too mad. Yeah. Yeah, at one point it was worth two years. That's wow, <laughs> exactly. But we ride the waves, we ride the waves, Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. But no, it, it, honestly, Ghost Boy's been awesome. Uh, does anyone want to show some of the art? Have we got Have we got our ones? If I um, if I send you across my one, should we show that? Should we show the team? I say the team, all the people out there. Oh, as well, Chris made a great point about this. Sash got on the Twitter live talking to the founder. No, look yes, at him. sir. Talking to the founder of uh, of Ghost Boys. Is it even Loser? Is yes. that his name? Yeah, he's, he's a lovely boy. You asked him um, what uh, if he was thinking of potentially coming to any of like expos, any sort. Yeah, of in Europe, because like I definitely think there's a big community that's missing in like Europe and the UK. All the NFT connections are pretty much in America and Asia. There isn't. Mm. I don't really know of like a big. Blue chip, or not blue chip, but a community that is in based in the UK. There's little ones that like you have like the Mutant Ape UK Society, and like I found out that the co-founder of Freelanders is based in London, the UK. So like I was like, can we just organize something or like because it, it like the anniversary party for Freelanders was t- today, and it was in Thailand because the one of the founders is in Thailand. But like yeah. I just mean it's like everything's so far away for the people in Europe. So I was just like, could you? Is there any like, chance you're coming down? All the Karafuru stuff as well. It's in like Jakarta as well. Like it's in like I'm not gonna fly to Jakarta to go to a Karafuru. Let's go, boys. <laughs> do, do you know what I think though? Like I sort of land on it that I'm not sure how much of it needs to be in the UK. No, Weird, I, totally uh, like, I, I just I just don't I don't know how much of an appetite there is. Cause like you see the big events like uh like NFT NYC and stuff, don't you? And like I get that NFT people are going to go to that right now, but I was, yeah. I was just just wish there was something big in the UK, which there is, like which the World Blockchain Conference is going to be, I mean, in, like the one we're going to this next yeah, week. We're going to next week. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The uh, blockchain. Uh, what's it called? Blockchain, blockchain economy. Summit. Blockchain economy. Yeah. Blockchain economy. Yeah. So. Well, That's the thing. You've got to get and get your get your inside scoops, don't you? Yeah. But also, like yeah. you meet. You meet people and stuff like that, but no, I think I think overall the, the Ghost Boy release was pretty seamless, to be honest. The mint page was cool. Oh, oh. and uh, now he's I just wanted to just just remember this is what I'm going to be wearing. Just I don't know if you recognise oh, yeah. this beautiful logo. <laughs> well, not well, sponsored I think by that's, Car- that's the first reveal. I think that's the first reveal first, stash of this yeah, logo. First reveal, and on the back we have that, my that wonderful so freelander with its little. Boy, boy, 
and that's yeah. all that's all what's it called um embroidered embroidered, embroidered. yeah yeah exactly so, coming maybe soon once we get really famous guys we're gonna have like our own merch line i've already got supplies sorted and we're just gonna be walking around in swag swag <laughs> you're still wearing the swag from your uh, last like event a- a pretty sell for our um <laughs> yeah for the uh, only only ghost boy get uh whiteness for our merch yeah <laughs> do you know what we should do when when we do our our weird collective nft project that we've discussed not on here but privately um we'll we'll give we'll give uh whitelist to any of the terrible projects that chris owns that's what we're going to do for our whitelist <laughs> be like look, the bubble boys or whatever whatever projects they are yeah, that's, that's who we give whitelist to. Any, anyone know? Any, any, anyone in Chris's wallets? Huh? I was just saying, anyone in Chris's wallets? So we could do Pudgy Penguins, we could do Ghost Boys, we could do any of the dead projects. I, I've not got Pudgy Penguins. Pudgy Penguins isn't dead. <laughs> Lucky, Ducky. Lucky Ducky isn't dead either. Lucky Ducky's bad, cool. Like, I, um, Lucky Ducky, the guy who owns Lucky Ducky was commenting on all the Ghost Boy stuff and I commented towards it. I was like, hey, Ghost Boy and Lucky Ducky hold it here. And he was like, um, they have a thing. Instead of let's effing go, they put yeah. LDG. So let's duck and go. <laughs> <laughs> There's dozens of them, literally dozens. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, overall, I thought I thought the Ghost Boy movement was pretty good. Like it, it was seemed pretty effective. The page was cool smoothly really because the amount of Mid-side the amount of crap can go down <laughs> right um during a mint like it, it can kill some projects if the mint yeah. goes back you either but mint think... every single one in one go by some bot but I, I think though he's obviously experienced and he's obviously hires an experienced team around him hasn't he to do it it's not a but that's yeah. why I'm I'm quite confident in it because it did all go well and the art is cool, and actually He's each one is the unique. Board. There's something for He's everyone done. there. Yeah, but then the art's just like ge- not generic and stuff as well. So oh, yeah, I just thought the whole thing was pretty sweet. Um, talk about other projects that we've seen then. So you talked around the Ghost Boys. We've all minted. We all look. We can all sell our Ghost Boys for a decent profit at the moment. Almost ten x. That's not bad. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Gas and stuff, but and we had to pay, we we had to pay to get into the whitelist by buying blockalizers. But again, we could sell those for a bit. And overall, you know, if we got 0.24 out and what we spent was 1.7 plus 0.25, you're making a bit of profit. It's not massive, but it's a bit. So that's, that's not bad overall. Um, the other project that Carafuri. we were looking at is Carafuri. Now I'm not been up to date. I have been off honeymooning, so I've not been tied into this week's news. So I'll let Chris, our resident Karafuru, take over and tell us all about what's been going on. Yeah, um, so Karafuru just had their one-year anniversary. Um, Congratulations. Like, it's it's a bit bittersweet with Karafuru from what I've seen online a lot because a lot of people bought in at like 4 ETH, 5 ETH sort of thing, mm. like at big, big prices. And obviously now... Well, now it's currently at 0.3, 0.32. But, like, it went down. And, like, there wasn't a lot going on sort of thing. So a lot of people, as they do in this space, were like, oh, it's a rug, it's a rug. But, like, it's not been a rug ever because they've always had their team working and developing different things. 
It's just that it was so massively overhyped that like it went so high that they like didn't know how to like sort of handle that, I guess. Um, but yeah. So they obviously did their carnival and stuff like that. And now um one year later, um they are sort of releasing what they're going to be doing for the future, right? Um yeah, so which did cause a little bit of a pump. It had gone all the way down to like 0.18. Now it's at 0.32. So I mean when we got in with our um, it was 0.2. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah, looking if we profit. were now, we're looking at a bit of a profit, but um they released uh like a soft staking thing, right? So if I go on their Twitter uh right now, they um so they did um they did a big spaces basically for their one year anniversary. They talked about things that went wrong, right? And um and also how they're going to continue building with um if royalties go to zero, as it's predicted that things are, that's going to happen. Um, so basically, yeah, they were like, the hype was a bit intense and we didn't really know how to handle all that. Um, wait, where does it say? Uh, da, da, da. So, Karafuru problems in 2022. Um, so, the problems, we didn't exchange our ETH until it was around one to 1200 US dollars, which is a bit stupid to be fair when you have all that ETH sort of thing because they like they're one of the top, I think they're top 40 on total volume. They've got 44,000 ETH traded. Wow, right? Yeah, that's a lot of ETH. That is that is a massive amount, and they were getting 5.5% of that. So we're talking like 2000 ETH, yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, we bought a couple, a couple of assets, but it didn't work out. Uh, we uh were shocked with the stress that we got after Carifu got super hyped up. Uh, we never expected that. Um, yeah, and so okay, from that, can I just question that? What are they getting stressed about? Well, the thing is, right, when something goes to the level that they did, like five e sort of floor, mm. um. There's a hell of a lot of expectation from uh, their user base, right? Because they've potentially put in at what at the time, if ETH was something like three grand, yeah, yeah. put in fifteen grand to buy this thing, right? So they're like, you make it worth it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not, I'm not defending projects here, but like the project didn't ever tell you to buy at that price. No, no. <laughs> Like, like they, they they released a product right uh, with variable pricing. Like they they released the mint for I can't remember what Carafuru minted for. It wasn't that much though. Um, and then it just went up. And then there's so much stress from the amount of um, like demand from its user base mm. that like people and the sort of instancy of people being like rug if they don't do something spectacular. Yeah. Like, and I completely get that. Like, I can understand that they didn't expect it to go to a 5e. They didn't, they weren't really prepared for that amount of like demand from their user base because they were like, okay, we've got this, 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 this that we're going to do. And then like, yeah. So I suppose, um, yeah, you're not really set up for it, are you? Like it's suddenly being, suddenly being in control of like uh, 5 million quid or whatever. Yeah. 
would have been. You know what? I don't know what their their percentage was, but forty four k, you're probably looking at like five million quid, 5%, aren't you? At least forty four k, five point five percent. So let's have so it. Four, four million, maybe three point five, something like that. Times probably zero zero five. Uh, so two thousand two hundred ETH times that by three thousand at the time. That's six point six million. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so it, it, I can understand that would be stressful. That's just in royalties. They obviously also made money from the mint as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that, but I wonder, sort of like what? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to deliver because if you don't have the team exactly. in place, and you haven't planned for it. Yeah, like, what? absolutely. I totally get it. Like they may have been just a small team. Like maybe they weren't even developers and stuff. I like didn't know how to organize stuff. Like it could have literally been us. Like we could one day make two million out of the middle of nowhere we're like hang on a second well, a i know exactly what we're doing with that we're going to barbados yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it, like also so i I'm, i don't agree with everything that karafuru has done and i don't agree with the founder that much in the sense that like the amount of like shit they get on twitter right people being like oh yeah like i saw the other day someone was like oh yeah uh, it turns out the rod projects do have a utility the merch and it's got like the merch like karafuru merch and he's wiping his dog's paws off with it or something <laughs> like that um and like the founder responds to everything like that and just like oh goes god and like sort of like flames him sort of or tries to tries to it, it sort of sounds a bit man childy though doesn't it just ignore them yeah yeah just yeah. leave it why do you have to respond to that like someone there's always gonna be like a twitter goblin right lurking in the comments being like oh you think shit <laughs> like, just ignore him <laughs> um, chris can't believe this carafu but keeps replying to him he's been trolling <laughs> yeah. for years now <laughs> Almost a full year, a full year. The anniversary came around. Chris was still tweeting at him. <laughs> or, or do what Wab did to me and just like every tweet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's mate, that's that's the big dick play. That's that's the BPE. That's even worse. That, that's yeah, staying that's with me. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's what we appreciate. But yeah, so, so Carafu's had a nice little pump, which is one of our yes, and they, so they've released like a soft taking thing, right? So basically, uh, currently they've got um, they've got these different raffles on. Uh, for a mutant ape, which would be amazing, uh, if we want uh, a beans, and I think there's two uh, other worlds, other, other deeds. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so they're pretty big things if you think about it. Like what uh, beans is one point eight ETH, other deeds is like two ETH each. So there's two of them, and then a mutant ape is something like sixteen ETH, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving that away to people who stay. So um, you get per Karafuru, if you stake it, it's soft staking as well. So you don't actually have to transfer it out of your wallet or anything. Um, you get one Karafuru coin or whatever per day. So, and the it, the prices vary for the different um, raffles. So if you want to buy a ticket for like the beans, I think it's one, it's 15 uh, of these coins. If you want to buy one for the other deeds, it's 18. And if you want to buy one for the mutant ape, it's 60. So like it adds utility to like holding, right? 
Yeah, and some sort of... like a lottery system for staking. They said they're going to expand on that because they are, also have other collections. So they have um, the 3D avatars that they did, the Gachopon or whatever, um, which was just like a little ball thing. And then you open the ball and you got whatever. I, uh, I've talked about it before. Um, and then they also did one which I think it was an airdrop. But mm -hmm. like, I haven't heard anyone talk about it really, but uh, except for when I went in the Discord and I saw it in the links, and it was um, a Furu spirit, and apparently the Furu spirit is going to be used as utility, like as a way to like multiply the amount that you earn, the amount of Karafuru coins. Okay. Uh, yeah, so they're adding extra utility to their projects, right? And also they've said that they're going to uh, probably include merch and physical items that you can buy with your coins as well, um, like. It's not all amazing. It's not like completely like sort of crazy. Also, they've um, they've also announced that they're doing like a reward system where if you bring a project for them to collaborate with uh, and their collaboration goes through, if you hold a legendary, you get 25% of the profits from that collaboration. Oof. And if you have a Genesis, you get 10% of the profits. From that collaboration so it's like incentivizing the community to sort of help them out right yeah it's, it's an interesting way of doing marketing extra thing yeah so like they're, they're doing something i wouldn't say it's revolutionary or anything it's nothing that's going to boost them up to like 10 eth or anything like that but yeah. like it has some value which has been reflected in the floor price right so yeah, yeah. That was pretty interesting. We got the, the other project that was released this week for pre-sale was Minima. That we think we touched. Yeah. We touched on them last week. We touched them uh, last week. We talked about it. Um, yeah, we, we all had chat. access to to buy some Minima. That, that's crypto, though, right? Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not NFTs. Minima is a a new protocol coming out, which essentially wants everyone to run a self-authored node on their mobile device, computer, Mac, whatever. Um, and essentially cut out the big block farms and and uh, there's lots of other utilities to it, isn't there? Um, yeah. But they the did a pre-sale, but they they sold tranche one. Yeah, but I yeah, think they so were. We had the opportunity to buy, but none of us did. I'm guessing because no. of the prices. Because the well, we've in the last two weeks, ETH went up by twenty percent. I think it was to the highest oh, point. Oh, ETH's and ridiculous at the moment. The gas prices and. I did have a hundred quid ready to put into this sale, but to for me to exchange that ETH into USDT and then process the transaction on minima, that would have literally cost me 50 quid. So I was just like, so I'm putting in 50 quid and I have to pay 50 quid on top of that, which I was just like, I'd rather not do that. And I, instead I- And that leads on to a whole instead. other problem. Yeah. Then, then you're expecting it to like, I'm not saying that it won't, right? But you, you've got to expect at least that to two times in that yeah. situation to like even be at what you put in right so i don't know it's, it's a tricky one because i i think that is actually a very long-term hodl i yeah, honestly yeah, think absolutely, i do agree with you it's not going to be something what they're doing there they've raised it appears like they've raised an awful lot of money they've turning up at events they are genuine people who do genuine things um, yeah. and I sort of I look at it and think that they've they're making all the right waves, um, but 
But then again, it's probably hard to get your project off the ground, isn't it? That's the hardest bit, I imagine. Because once you've got a bit of faith in it, I think for me that I was talking to someone about it today and I said the make or break bit will be, can they get their app on iOS? Because if they yeah. can't, because that's that's quarter three this year, apparently. If they yeah. can't, because it won't get through the approvals or whatever, then there's going to be problems. If they can and it all goes through fine, I honestly think they can do it. The idea of having everyone having a self-authored wallet and node combo type thing. It's not it's not a wallet, but because it, it, it'll let you run wallets and etc. on there. So Minima itself is not a wallet, but it's, they've essentially got a load of D apps that you put on there. But everyone having a self-authored node seems like the future. Yeah, that's what Ethereum wants to do at one point, but we'll see if they get there. But the, the, the problem with Ethereum is they're building everything retroactively now. Mm-hmm. As in, like, they're going, okay, well, this is our structure. Our structure works on a high fees-based structure, but now people don't like that. And our network is so congested by the amount of traffic that fees are horrendous. So we need to change that. So we're doing a new layer two, but also we've got... To- so they're relying on layer twos doing that at the moment, aren't they? Um, but the problem is ETH is still the most used chain. So then they need to fix that issue. Actually, They've also today, need... Arbitrum uh, reads more transaction than Ethereum. And that doesn't surprise more me because that's it's up and coming, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I think as well, ETH's just limited by the amount of transactions it can do in a day. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. just needs to sort itself out. But they're such a big ship that going okay we're transitioning to proof of uh, we're transitioning our proof system is a massive change that actually i think they've handled brilliantly i think the price of eth is going to dump though when they release all the staking contracts absolutely i think they said um don't quote me on this but i think 60% to 70% of all staked eth is now in profit because of this pump because people yeah. staked way 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 far far back if you think I I, I state some of the ETH I bought at eight hundred and seventy five pounds. Yeah. So you think about there's going to be a massive sell pressure and there's loads of stuff coming out from different news articles. Oh, low low prices, flash sale. I'm waiting for. Like I'm like, come on, give me those. But that but if but if ETH takes an absolute dump, Bitcoin's going to take an absolute dump as well. Because I, I honestly think everything will because that ETH is so big now. And I know everyone thinks, oh, Bitcoin, everything follows Bitcoin. But I actually think Bitcoin will follow ETH on this. Um, I I think it's it's big and uh, it's such a big player. I think it's going to, ETH's going to pull down, Bitcoin's going to pull down. And I think if we time it right, we can get in on some deals on the way up, way back up. I'm trying up. not to FOMO in right now because I, I want to, but I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. Just, just... But this is, this is going to be an artificial dump. It's just going to be liquidity gets released. Oh, it all dumps. At which point, buy back in. That's going to that might be our our third black swan of the year. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see where that lands. But I, I that's that's going to drop down as well. Which I think something we need to look out for. Yeah. But yeah, it's just. And then do we have? We've done. We've done Ghost Boys. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned we've Binner a bit. Done Karafuru. Exciting stuff. Now, what else has been going on? The great the... war of ex- um, NFT exchanges. Yeah. I don't understand it all. It was so there. blurred to me. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Right, Sash, you, you t- tell us about what's going on then, my boy. So, basically, there was this uh, upcoming um, NFT exchange called Blur. And 
essentially they launched a few months ago and they said anyone who's going to use our platform over these next few months you're going to be eligible for an airdrop which is basically potentially their tokens you got given like common crates uh, exotic crates legendary crates based on how much trading you did and you got loyalty points based if you were only listing on their their website compared if you were um, also listing things on OpenSea because OpenSea was the biggest <laughs> platform out there to sell your NFTs. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. when you're a giga chad old school person that's run the whole game, they stopped their innovation. They were like, yes, we're the top dog. Everyone comes to us. We're not going to innovate. We're going to charge people ridiculous fees to use our platform. And then this guy uh, called Pac-Man, um, or the, the Twitter guy, called, I don't actually know his real name, but he decided Slash, to... slash has, a, has a crush on Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, um, people got millions just for trading on this platform, and they have overtaken OpenSea because of their fees. Um, there, would, there was a bit of a war where OpenSea blacklisted any project that uh, was listed on Blur, and they revoked their royalty fees and people that only use OpenSea but block blur can get their full royalties and it's a big big like cluster yeah. not gonna say the word because we're PG but it's a exactly. mess and I think over the next year this year is going to be the one of the most pivotal moments in like NFT trading history because the big giant that's taken over the entire industry has literally been in the space of a few months take had this rug taken away from it mm. <laughs> they rug pulled open <laughs> they, they rug pulled over open my, here's my question for you gents though right this, this is a cynic in me okay is this not what you do to deal with monopolies like for example right this is like what big people do in business so i run a cake shop chris runs a cake shop Stash is not the discerning customer he is. He's very concerned about price. So what I do, right, is I run my cake shop at a loss for six months, selling the cheapest cakes available. I lose money every month. And I do this to drive business away from Chris. Right? It's not sustainable for me to run like that, but I'm just trying to nick Chris's business. What then happens is Chris either goes bust or has to drop his prices or whatever, at which point I put my prices back up. Now, I'm slightly worried that what the way you said Blur acting there sounds a little bit like that. Like, we're, what we're going to do is, if we've got some deep pockets for the minute, we're going to run cheap. We're going to run cheap to pull business away, because that's the only way you can pull business away, isn't it, really? If people are all concentrated on price, if you offer the same things. So they're going to pull that away, but when they've got the market share, will they increase their prices? That's the cynic in me. I get you, but before the whole airdrop, they all the money that they generated revenue was from trading fees and stuff. So I guess there must have been investors into the Blur token when they decided mm. to do it. But they they made more money than OpenSea by yeah charging less because um like they don't I don't know how to explain. OpenSea were just because they had the monopoly, they were just charging whatever prices they wanted. There was no one they they could have loaned yeah. them and still make millions like. They just basically undercut them, but still become a super profitable company. Like it's not, mm. they weren't losing money. They were like making millions, 
like everyday life. Well, I think this is the argument of capitalism, isn't it? Because what should happen in that capitalist society where we run bakeries is really you, the customer, wants me and Chris to compete on price, so that we either produce the the best quality product for the lowest value, which you will then choose to buy from. Or you get two alternatives. You get a Greg's, which is me, and Chris turns into a you know a Labrador bakery or whatever somewhere really posh. <laughs> but no, but that's but that's what happens in the world, isn't it? Either yeah. you go to different sectors, or you both get cheaper and cheaper until you either either you both produce crap, or you both produce a good value product. Is the idea? Yeah. Also, so, uh, force innovation because they introduce like sweeping things where you can sweep from any collection all the different websites and then OpenSea was like, okay, we're going to do a sweep thing as well or quick buy. And one unique thing about the whole Blur situation is like you, there's bidding pools where you just deposit your ETH and be like, okay, when you, if uh, NFT reaches this price, someone can accept it. And then you've got the NFT straight away and you just kind of forget about it. And like, it's, and it also increased liquidity so and Sorry, that's what they did with the airdrop i saw a load of people talking about it loads of people would basically be bidding on stuff even if they didn't necessarily want to buy just under like the floor price so as to be eligible for the airdrop because the airdrop was given based on like the amount of bidding and the amount of interaction and stuff like that so they got more um more sort of money right more tokens from the airdrop due to yeah. the fact that they um, were doing this. So whales would just sort of put bids just under the floor price. And if they bought, they bought, oh, well. But they didn't necessarily want to buy, um, which I guess isn't too sustainable because that drops the prices. But um, as as Stash said, it's like driving innovation, right? It's If you don't have any competition, if you're up at the top and you don't have competition, you're just going to be the stale old sort of that's literally it because they just become stagnant and they, they ignored blur for such a long time and they basically specially design special blockers to prevent anyone actually buying um like collections if they were available on blur that blur was like okay we're going to build on the same program like the, it's called seaport the same kind of like uh sub layers which meant if OpenSea wanted to block any collection on Blur, it means it would be blocking itself because they're ba built on the same framework. So mm. that's that's the kind of, I don't say it is innovation, it's a good way to get around with your opponents, but it, it just seemed like the big bullies was like, okay, we're going to punish all creators and anyone that's trying to undermine us. Which I understand that's like competition and what happens, but at the end of the day, that's just, we have rules against monopolies, don't we? And are they abiding by we do, but they also exist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The reality is, like, I don't know, there's lots of monopolies in the world, really. Like, they, they try and break them up and stuff, but it doesn't really work. Like, I mean, if you think about it, Google and Amazon have got a monopoly on, like, servers. Yeah. Uh, but they do, like, they, they produce all of, essentially, the majority of, like, the Western world's, like, server centres. But yeah, no one Google breaks runs, up that monopoly. Yeah. But in addition to that, you know, iPhone, like Apple and Android control all of the mobile phones in the world. No one breaks that up. Oh, so it, what's really difficult is you have, we 100% have rules against monopolies, but some of these monopolies are now too big that governments can't really do anything. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, just the, some of these tech companies are just the new governments and we just have yeah, to sort of that's facts. Yeah. accept, which is a bit unfair. But, no, 
I, w- I will say though, it sounds excellent. Like we can't just have one marketplace. Yeah. Really, that's the thing. So, uh, up till now, right? We've had looks rare, which isn't really doing flopped. that much. It yeah, it flopped. Yeah, right. They did. They did an airdrop and everything. They were hyped a little bit during the airdrop, and then it flopped. But uh, that's what was more blur as well. Like it's just simply they, not the same route. But no, but looks rare didn't even skim the like volume. Like blur has been going up and up. Like mm. they. They're they're following the they actually have different products that not anyone else has. Yeah. And so we had X two Y two, which again is is a popular marketplace, but it's nowhere near like on influx. Like it would or be even C blur. I meant blur open C then X Y two Y two. Yeah. Um, and um, that's about it. So now blur coming in and actually doing stuff in the market, like it's. It's really good. And also, um, I wanted to say about uh, Magically. Magically isn't a marketplace, but one thing which I had a problem with, we're not sponsored by Magically. <laughs> we're not sponsored by anyone. We are open, honestly. Anyone we are open by Magically if you want to sponsor us by all means. Um, Russian but... oligarchs, Chinese dictators, anyone, cash. <laughs> yeah. right. Dash, get your buddy Trump Trump on, on the line, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I actually took a photo of Trump Towers to send to Stash and I forgot to oh. send it. Uh, that, that, that's how he reacts. He loves the man. Uh, man I can't <laughs> let everyone know that I'm his number one fan. Put it up as an NFT. <laughs> hey, oh my God, you should. Be like, I'm selling this exclusive Trump Towers NFT lifetime access to <laughs> Weaving Web through Discord channel. Tell you what, actually, I'm just going to quickly look up the Trump collection because I remember we oh, discussed it. Point it. Five, oh, it's what? going up all the time. Like every now and then, I'm like, it's point, point five eight, boys. Yeah, I know. Point yeah. five four eight. Why do we not get on the Trumps? Stash, come on. Uh, we saw all this. I'm so sorry. I know. That's, that's nuts. We're full, How yeah. is that point five four eight? Well, I, I think they're probably giving away more like interviews with like with something. That's crazy to me. That's like eight hundred and fifty dollars. But yeah, um, so Magically is, it's not a marketplace, but it basically, um, you search for the project, let's say Sappy Seals or something like that. Uh, wait, let me share my screen. Yeah, you should um, do that, show us. You share my screen. I think it's so, like, when you describe it, it's like the matcher of um, DEXs. It, like you, it's an yeah, activity. so this is Magically. So it's got trends for all the yeah. NFTs, right? Uh, and then mints, so things that have minted recently. Uh, and then it's got like portfolio. So this is my wallet. Um, and it's got like all my positions and stuff like that. Um, and like, yeah, the values and stuff like that. So it does all this analysis. It's completely free. And there's also like a watch list. So for instance, I don't know, I've got Safi Seals here, right? So it shows me all the trades on all the different websites. So that's Blur mm-hmm. there. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see these have been bought on Blur. Uh, yeah. That's OpenSea. And then it also has all the listings on the different ones, right? Mm-hmm. So blur, that's X2Y2, I think. Um, and then again, like, and so I can click on one um, here. Let's say this Sappy Seal. And you can buy it directly from here. You can just okay. click that app. Or you can see the token on like OpenSea. So I can open that link and it links to the token. I can see it on Looks Rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight away. 
Um, but yeah, like it's really good. It shows you all the history. Um, and also if there are, so some of them, some, some ones have like suspicious tokens. Yeah. So, a lot of them, if it's been involved it's in like a yeah, if it's been potentially involved in a hack, it's suspicious. So, like, it comes up on OpenSea with this item can't be bought. You can still buy them, however, on different marketplaces. But it will always have the suspicious icon. So it lets you know all that. And I think it's really good. And they're also doing a similar sort of airdrop. Not financial advice, obviously. Don't go buying things you can't afford. But, um, like, airdrop, right? So I got in because I'm part of the Sappy Seals community. They did a collaboration and they gave free boxes, right? So you've got crates oh, you've got and you can feel them. I've got a few rare ones. I've got some uncommon ones. And basically you buy one NFT, you get another bonus crate. Uh, if you buy five NFTs, another crate, this is weekly and it resets weekly. So like if you, if you're buying NFTs anyway, like you might as well just buy them on here because the other day, right. I bought, um, I bought a Furu spirit which is what I explained. It's going to be mm -hmm. a multiplier. I sort of anticipated that they were going to do something with the Furu Spirit. So I bought one. And on OpenSea, I think the floor price was 0 0.019. And on here, I found one for 0 0.011. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, like it's really good because, for instance, I don't know. Let's see. For instance, let's say Karafuru. I go on Karafuru. Because my normal approach is I go to OpenSea, I see the floor price. I'm like, oh, that's the floor price. I mean, obviously, these are suspicious tokens, so they don't really count. But like here, for instance, 0 0.3 is the floor price, right? Whereas if I go on OpenSea right now and search Carrefour, uh, the floor price is uh, 0.315. So you're still saving a bit of money, right? Like that's what, 15 quid? 15, 20 that. quid? That's quite a bit, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's definitely worth looking into if you've got some time. And just like you might as well use it because it just it's really good for tracking everything and it's linked to all the different marketplaces as well. So if you're not familiar with like Blur or something like that, and it just makes it really easy to buy them straight up. That's cool. So just, I like that. just just to check, so and magically.gg must link in with your MetaMask, presumably, so you can yes. buy directly. Yeah. And then do they do they cut out the middleman or how do the, how do they what what's their like how are they getting paid is what I may be asking. Uh do they take well, a commission? Um not that I know of, no. Um so I mean the they price aggregator. Kind of, yeah. And I I think with this token release that they're gonna do, they're obviously gonna make some money um so i think and also oh yeah so they have a, a collection uh called the alpha sharks um so um so through that nft collection they've sort of raised some money i think um wait let me see alpha sharks um yeah i don't know there's definitely people that know a bit more about it i only yeah. started using it about a week ago um i had signed up to it yes so alpha sharks nft yeah um obviously i'll start sharing my screen but uh, um uh yeah and like there so 
Alpha Sharks is an ecosystem of elite NFT holders that dominate the NFT game with the most advanced NFT sniping tools in the market, building the most utilitarian web through founders are aimed at bringing value in the whole NFT community together on their shark token economics. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, so this is linked with that. And like the floor price on it is 0 0.04. Wait, I can share yeah. the screen quickly. Um, it's point, point 0.4 ETH. So like oh, wow. they obviously released this uh with it. So they released it in March 2022. And yeah. I think they look like dog poo. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that I do not like the art. We we did say about how how <laughs> my like you saw the name. Like I directly quoted you in the name of the previous episode. <laughs> and thanks for the tour around the the graveyard of media. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you what I saw, Chris. Well, yeah. what am I supposed to do when I, when I see it? I say it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like here we can see they like pumped to point seven. Like they've had a bit of a pump recently as well. Like they're doing all right, and and I don't think it's necessarily about the art, obviously. It's more yeah. about the, fact that, the utility like, and it gives you mental. Yeah, problems. and obviously Alpha Shark, like the um, sort of magically.gg are going to sort of do stuff with that. And uh, I think potentially you're going to get more airdrops and stuff like that from holding the shark. I don't know. Cool. Uh, as I said, I don't really know that much about it, but about that side of things. But I just know but, that it's really like yeah. analytic. Definitely something to watch, though, if you can get cheaper prices, the best market price, like for an aggregator, and also earn bits for an airdrop as well. Yeah. All sounds pretty... I'm, I'm going to start using helps. it. I'll start using it. Have a look. Now, for the best part, where <laughs> is this from? <laughs> it's from Neum, Chris. I, I reckon that's from um, The Simpsons. How do you know? That looks directly like, like a donut that Homer would eat, I think. Oh, um, uh, right. Sash, can I just have a look at those uh, sugar strands, please? Just remember, this isn't, this is last minute. So it was, we're not filming on a Sunday. It's okay. Their, their fault. It's, it's a Morrison's ice donut. I'm going to say it's a Tesco one. Oh, guys. He shops at Lidl. Aldi. It, it, it's Aldi. Yeah. yeah. But it's really it's, good. I already had uh, one before the recording. Was, I was like, it's nice. It, it, I just, I, it was Aldi I, as well, wasn't it? Uh, we, we dropped the ball, James. Oh, but we always do, mate. We was look, the times we win. Are usually it's pure fancy places. I know. I'm sorry. I'm disappointing. But... Yeah, and, <laughs> and when we do win, right, we hold until we lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> all we do, we we pump Sasha for cake insights and for NFT drops. And we yeah. just we just appreciate his time and his company. Anyway, and then berate <laughs> him. Berate him uh, when. Oh, we... We make the mistakes that end up losing. His money. That's the thing. We we bully Stash for some reason. We insinuate he's racist, but he's the nicest one in the group. We're really just deflecting. Me and me and Chris down the EDL. Maybe, maybe we're the um, bad one. Because <laughs> Chris, you were telling me that you always vote UKIP, don't you? That's what you were telling me. Yeah, obviously. Uh... You always complain about the Greeks, don't you? You've got some vendetta against the Greeks, and I've not figured that not out. The Greek. yet. The Turks, thank you, man. <laughs> oh. I am great. We're, 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 cutting, this from, we're cutting this from the podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Anyway, well. that was that was right. That was jet lag, James. That's Chris. That's Stash. 
This was Wii U Web 3. I've stolen their outros. Have a great night and a lovely week. And look at Sash's arm if you're on, oh, if you're yeah. on the creep media car. Look at the size of him. Oh, see you later, guys. See ya. <laughs> Bye.